Welcome to Mini Mentoring, a weekly bonus episode of This Can't Be That Hard. Every Friday, I share a conversation that I've had with one of you, my amazing listeners, about a problem or issue that's got you stuck in your photography business. We set the timer for 15 minutes and see how much progress we can make. And sometimes 15 minutes is all you need to find clarity or achieve your next breakthrough. If you've got an issue that you'd like to have featured on the show, stick around at the end to find out how to reach out. But for now, let's dive in. Anna, welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. It is so great to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm very excited to be here too. Excellent. Excellent. Good. Well, I uh, know that you've got things to, to get to, so I'm going to set my timer here for 15 minutes. And I'm gonna hit start, and and when I say go, you just jump right in, give me as much detail and background as possible, and we'll kind of take it from there. You ready? Sure. Okay, let's go. Well, I'm a documentary photographer from Colombia, and I came to New York to study at the International Center of Photography, the new media program. And basically, it's to learn about other platforms and like other ways of storytelling that include other mediums. I do long-term projects. I'm very much interested in human behavior and arts and science, like working from arts and science and human emotions, like projects that revolve around this and just marginality in general, like whether it's a fringe community or also just emotions and personality types that are misunderstood. I'm very much interested in like people who lie somehow out of the status quo and then aside from that I also need to make a living sure I work in uh, commercial photography wedding photography basically any almost any kind of photography I would say and so tell me a little bit about what what made you send me an email right okay well we're in a very uncertain time as you often say and I guess when I moved to New York, it was something that I've, I'd been planning for at least two years where I couldn't save much money because I was just giving all of my energy and time to my personal project. But then the personal project has been the one who has opened doors and all of that is great. But then I guess right now I find myself in this situation where in the, in, in the middle of a global pandemic just graduated from school and I have all these ideas of things that I would like to do, but I'm also like, I have no North, I guess right now. Like right. I don't really start, like I just got out of school suddenly in the, in the labor, in the work field and have no idea how to start this right now in the middle of this. Right. Which is hard. And obviously you are in a city that has been hit particularly hard. And so things are really extra shut down and and you're also not in your like you're not home for you so a couple of quick questions is your plan to stay in new york for some period of you know time beyond like the absolute minimum you want to stay and work in new york yeah like basically with the visa that i came here with an f1 visa they give you an opt and that is an optional practical training year to specialize in in your field Nice. So my idea is to stay in New York. And then there's also the dilemma that so many people say that where you're at right now is kind of irrelevant. But somehow I feel like being in New York is still different from being in other parts of the world. It is. Let me ask you one other question. I'm sure I'll come up with others. But so 
you are, I know, I don't always do this, but I did take a peek at your work, uh, which is amazing. And it's really, your website presents a very wide variety, right? If I come to your website and I am looking for any one particular thing, it's not necessarily going to immediately tell me like, yes, she is the one for me or no, she's not the one for me. So I think that that's actually kind of an important thing. A lot of us are like, well, I'm a good photographer. I can do all kinds of work. I could do commercial projects. I could do weddings. I could do, I can take pictures of your baby if you'll pay me enough money for it, whatever. So I think that unfortunately what happens is a lot of people just then put representation of all of that on their website in the hopes that it will bring in the broadest audience. And what it ultimately does is that it doesn't strongly appeal to any one of those things. So I, bringing that around to a question, I guess my next question for you, which you don't have to answer here, but what you need to ponder is, okay, so let's say that you're ideal, in an ideal world, you got to work on personal projects all the time. You're an art student, you know, you come to photography from sort of a fine art background in that way, documentary fine art. And, but there is like a practical side to paying the bills and maybe supporting your fine art documentary work until you can get that to a place where you're getting paid for it. Am I reading that right? Yes. Exactly. Okay. So I think what I would do if I were you is consider what you think your most, your strongest interest lies in outside of your primary field. You know, the thing that you think is commercially viable, but also isn't going to kill you to do. Like you're not going to feel like you're trading your soul for, <laughs> for doing the work. And I would try and hone in on one thing or maybe two things and really focus on that. So maybe you could sort of do like a really unusual kind of boudoir work that's more documentary. Or maybe, you know, I saw that you do have a weddings tab on your thing specifically. So maybe it's weddings and weddings are obviously that's a big genre, but it's also like a tough one right now. So, you know, I would, do some re I would do some brainstorming about that, and then I would separate your website into at least two websites. I would have one, and I wouldn't at all give up what you went to school for and what you, you know, maybe is your like, deepest passion, but I would put that on its own thing. I would, con I would continue to work on that. I would do personal projects, whatever. In order to fund that, you know, then you're going to put together this other website that's maybe a little more specifically commercially viable. And then... Do you have do you have a very quick answer to like that's definitely weddings or families or yeah well weddings is what I have most experience in mm -hmm. and like the broadest portfolio so I think it's a good cushion or like place to fall down to and fall back to I'm sorry yeah and, that's okay and it's good to not like I think even if it's to the side like also like keep like watering it you know like keep it alive somehow because I feel like in any given moment it can be a source of income right like something well and you know you do also have you know I like to try and take the things that I see as my roadblocks or my hurdles and I like to turn them into like how does this give me a competitive edge and the beautiful thing about being in a big city is that there's a wide market and you can niche down essentially as tiny as you want and you can still find plenty of people to pay your bills. So, you know, you obviously speak Spanish. 
you, so you're bilingual, you are from Colombia, so you've got this sort of cultural heritage background that you could play up rather than trying to appeal to everyone. You know, you could sort of look to target South American couples who are getting married in New York City. Maybe you, I mean, and I give this advice to a lot of my students who are um, wedding photographers right now, pay a lot of attention to the elopement market right now because people aren't not getting married, but they're changing the kinds of weddings that they're having pretty dramatically. So they want to have small weddings. They want to do things that are more price sensitive. I've actually had a lot of my simple sales system, if you are familiar with that, those students who are hybrid wedding and portrait photographers, they've started offering elopement packages using that structure. So it gives their clients a low barrier to entry, but that's a different conversation. And I think, you know, really what, what we're talking about here is getting really focused on what it is that you are looking for. And then if you're sticking with weddings, the next step is to try and contact other vendors in the wedding, uh, industry. And I would look, you know, I don't know, it, depending on how, I mean, I'm making all kinds of assumptions, which I have to do in a 15 minute mentoring session. <laughs> but, but, you know, if, if you were to try and specifically focus in on people who are from South America, or even just like coming from other countries in general, or something like that, I think I would start looking at, I think people are cutting costs in a lot of ways. So like, Wedding planners might not be the first people to go to. Instead, you might want to talk to, oh gosh, like, I don't know, restaurants that might be like appealing to those people or whatever. And then I would start to really push that in social media. I would add some, I would write, potentially writing in Spanish about like New York. So blogging, creating short videos about the stuff that you do and your work really stands on its own and in terms of like it has a very specific voice it's not going to just kind of blend in to the normal so really your your task is to get your message just crystal clear and then get it out into that specific community as much as possible talking to people and i know that right now is a tough time to to network in person but like what we're doing right now, a Zoom call, if you can, you know, contact business owners and say, hey, I would love to talk to you for 15 minutes. It's hard for people to say they're too busy to jump on a Zoom from their, you know, from their apartment for, for 10 or 15 minutes. And then you just sort of explain, like, I just finished school. I'd love to pursue this. And you, and you get really clear on it. But don't, I say all of that. And then I just want to put out there too, don't neglect your your like hard work that you're doing because it's so good and i think that you know as you I, I feel like that fuels a lot of people who are paying the bills with something that maybe not the thing that they wish that they were doing but it can be easy to let that slide and just from a personal perspective i would say definitely don't let that slide you're doing you're doing great stuff i'm excited to see where it goes and it sucks that you're like launching your career in the middle of this but like it, this too shall pass. And, and yeah, I think you've got great stuff in store. Structure is, is key in yeah. the sense that you are able to do your commercial work, which also can feed your personal work. Like that's a good thing. I see it as practice. Like you're, you're actually picking up the camera and, and keeping active. So that's also good. Yeah. Uh, 
I have a question regarding the short videos. What what exactly do you mean? Like, what kind of content can we put into a video? Like, like if, still yeah, like, if you were doing like, you know, if you made just short videos like IGTV TV kind of videos where, and you could be either talking to the camera directly, or you could do like maybe you create a series. This uh, these I find help me where I create like okay, I'm going to do a ten video series on blah and in your case it could be like taking a photo that you really like and just deconstructing it for five minutes and sort of talking through this is where your art school background could really help you talking through like why you love that photo what how you made that photo something like that you could do so it would almost be like the photo blogs of yesteryear except that you would be putting your face to it and you know there's software where just in order to streamline your workflow you could take that video, put the audio into some online software and it would transcribe it for you. And that becomes your blog post. So you don't have to like write a separate blog post and that works well for SEO and helps people find you in two different ways. Do you have a name of one of these softwares? The one that I use for my, I just take my podcasts when I'm not doing like an interview, I'll just take my podcast and put it into otter.ai. I think I just have a free account with them. There's a lot of different software for that O-T-T-E-R and I'll link that in the show notes, but it, it'll do like a free transcription for, I don't know, you can do like five a month or something like that. So it's a handy tool Definitely. because even though I like to write, it, it, <laughs> it's a lot of words to write out. So, um, well, thanks to the same time that we have to do as photographers. Exactly. So many different things. And another, I mean, you're probably not at this point now, but one thing that I think a lot of photographers do is they, artists in general, is that they do all the things because they feel like, well, I can write my blog copy out myself or transcribe a thing for myself. And sometimes the amount of time that it takes you, it would like cost you so in a way it would cost you less just to pay somebody else. And there are so many good services for that kind of thing that aren't all that expensive. So I'm a big believer in like, as soon as you've got the revenue to outsource certain things, like get rid of the stuff that's, you know, is a roadblock to you getting it done. Okay. Well, I think that's another thing that I would like to start doing here is commercial work. I feel like Mm -hmm. commercial work. And even now, like, shoots are smaller but I think a lot of people still need to advertise their products and things like this mm-hmm. this is like a completely new field to me I have a little bit of portfolio in still lifes but I'm pretty new so like maybe you could give me some guidelines of how to start <laughs> again and I think we're essentially out of time but the I, I think the important thing is to niche down as small as you can go stop cancel off so figure out, get really, really hyper clear on who your specific target is or who you want that to be. And then reach out to those people, offer potentially to do a single piece or whatever for free, just to show them what you can do. And then, but be ready before you even have that conversation, be ready with things like pricing structures. I think there's some really cool things that people are doing for product and brand photography, where they're doing subscription type models, where it's like, you can, you can have X number of pieces done per month for this monthly rate, or you can buy a package where I'll, you know, I'll photograph if you want only want three things photographed, it's going to cost more per piece. But if you want 
a hundred things photographed, it'll cost less per piece. So get that stuff straight before you approach those people so that when they ask, you are ready with an answer. That's one of the hardest things is just like spitting the price out and waiting for them to respond. I hope this was helpful for you today. I really appreciated you getting in touch with me and yeah, keep in touch. I want to hear how this all goes and I might, you've got, you've got my, my support and my empathy. I know that this is a hard, <laughs> it is a hard time to be jumping in, but I'm excited to see where your business goes. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's definitely nice to be able to talk to someone even if it's over soon. I know, I know, I know. Well, good. Well, keep in touch and we will, we'll talk later and best of luck. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Bye. That's it for this week's mini mentoring session. If you've got a problem or issue in your photography business that you'd like to have featured on the show, go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash mentoring and use the form to submit your information. I can't wait to hear from you.